he's the type of person he he wants to still be living in the mountains and like yeah. nothing. Uh, he doesn't like all of the mess coming in on him. I don't him. like stuff. And so I'm like, Larry, but we started a business. Like you need to be up on like getting your emails and getting these people now subscription. Da da da. And so we went to the Apple store and the guy's like, huh, you think you're a cool guy, huh? And I was like, oh my, because he had the flip phone. He's like, he yeah, was retro cool. at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, what is cool anyway? It's like strength yeah, exactly. and coffee. Seriously. The guy, he, cool I, he, somebody's, you got a flip phone. And it was <laughs> funny. Like I laughed hysterically because he, he looked at me and he, I, he thought I was carrying that phone because I was, he's cool like, yeah, he called me a hipster. He's like, oh, it's so hipster of you. I'm like, oh, what? Which is funny because like, it's the farthest I was like, from. I was like, no, no, this is $20 a month. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm good. I got great service. Yeah. <laughs> How you brewing? It's time to get ground to earth. I'm David. And I'm Josiah. And today we're here with Larry and Jamie from Ragged Coffee Roasters in Lutz, Florida. We're excited to have you guys here today. Thanks for having us. Thank and actually you. we're excited that you're having us here <laughs> in your storefront. Um, they sell coffee here five days a week, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Closed on Sundays and Mondays, but other than that, we're here. Awesome. And how long have you guys been in this storefront space? Uh, we've been here since the end of April, so uh, it's been about three months okay. of uh, roasting coffee and selling beans and obviously getting wound up. What's crazy yeah. is Josiah told me the location, and I was checking it out on Google Maps, and I, I did get here a little bit early, and so I grew up like five minutes from here, so no right behind here, yeah, so... Um, like we, my dad used to get his uh, lawnmower. We had a Toro. There's like the Toro yeah. dealership and service yeah. around in the corner. He used to um, get his lawnmower repaired there. I think we actually should like ride it up there uh, to like get it repaired. Yeah. And uh, then we had like the pond where I fed the ducks. So I took a I took a spin down memory lane. Yeah. When, when I was I telling David about it, he was like, "That's kind of like my old backyard." Yeah. That's, That's awesome. crazy. Cool. Yeah. There, there's a place around here in the uh, around the corner here that used to have it. It was looked like a barn, and you could drive through it as a drive through convenience store. No. And so I, I drove by it. The building's still there, but I think yeah. they like closed it up and used it for something else. We need but, that back. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Turn it into a coffee shop. Listen, I think coffee. my mom was always uh, money wise and she would be like, it's, it's too expensive it's for the novelty of driving through. But every once in a while, you needed a gallon of milk and we would drive through there. Well, we love that you brought coffee out to this area. There's not really coffee yeah. this close uh, or anything really like this. Yeah. Besides, you know, Duncan. <laughs> you, can't, you can't throw the shade. I know. I'm not throwing any shade. Don't, you can go to Duncan. And then, but actually stop by Ragged first. Yes. <laughs> okay. So today we've got coffee. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, it's time for what's in the cup. That's right. So we have a mystery coffee in this cup brewed by the one and only Ragged Coffee Roasters. We don't know what it is. They know what it is. And they're going to watch as we guess what tasting notes they have said Cheers this coffee on. has. No hints, though. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, here we go. Let them see their face. Oh. Wow. Yes. There's something right right in the beginning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Splash it around. Oh, my goodness. This is the portion that we don't... Has like, anybody stumped the panel yet? Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is so, 
Do you want to say the first thing that you're you're tasting? No, because I'm terrible at this. You're so much better than me. Well, there's no wrong answer, right? I mean, your really palate is. It's like fingerprints. It's, it's, it's like thank you very much. You know? yeah, if there's anything, if there's anything about the coffee world yeah. is that everybody gets to be right. That's and right. I appreciate yeah, that. that. Is That's a beautiful thing. That's right. So don't feel bad. Just throw something out there. Uh, honestly, like only because I got a chance to come in the other day and look at them, I think I know which one this is. All right. So if you think that, then David, I know, David, where are you? But at? I, that's why I asked David first. It is a very specific taste to me. Like very, very <laughs> specific. Really? Yes. I know we talked about tea earlier before we started rolling, but I I taste I tend to feel like I taste green tea. Really? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I I get that in the aftertaste. Maybe That's, a little. It's bit. at the back end. Yeah. yeah. But at the front end is is stumping me. Something very very specific. Maybe don't even think about something that you would. Can I give you a hint at this? Oh one? yeah, we'll, we'll go. Maybe ahead. don't even think about something that you would actually in the real world eat. Oh yeah, maybe something you would sit on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you do know. Yeah, oh, I, you well, I, it's just, it's just. The, for, as soon as I tasted it, I was like, I'm in a furniture or, store or right maybe, now. Or maybe, <laughs> where, or maybe where? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of the taste. Or imagine you're licking something that you shouldn't have licked. <laughs> um, these- yeah, this is wild. It, it, I, I'm, I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to taste it, though, because when you had described it. I I just didn't imagine it would be this strong. Yeah, but it really is. Guys, I'm, I'm just literally thinking of it's like an old Ottoman right now from Yaltz. I, <laughs> I I think that's super fair. Do you want to stick with old Ottoman as like one of our guesses? Final answer: Green tea on the back end, old Ottoman. Old on Ottoman on the front, front end? end? No. Now was um, that old Ottoman from Grandma's house? Does she have a cat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please say no. Are, so are there? Th- how many tasting notes are there on on the back? On the bag, we just have two, right? Have two, two listed, but yeah. This okay. one is only part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, right, it's it, there's there's two, but you know, like coffee has lots of tasting notes, but um, we feel like there's two definitive ones, so that's okay. what's on there. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's if there's an, if there's another one that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, he's not good. He knows. I, I don't oh, taste knows. the one that you're trying to get. He he has before. I do not taste that second one. Really? No, I never do. Interesting. I don't know. I I the. Uh... I don't know. The, the letting it cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Open some more flavors cool up. Cool but I also yeah. I also think when I say um, I say green tea, it also tastes floral to me as well. Really? Interesting. Sometimes I just say words. <laughs> yeah. and I just see if they land. Just to just to see and if that folks, one big folks, chunk. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take back what I said. I know I said there was no wrong answer, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's really dark, dark chocolatey yeah. to me, but I'm also yeah. there is yeah, some is. kind of a like citrusy thing, but I don't it's not it's not very strong. It's like a it's like a darker citrus taste, maybe. But Which I, may be where he's getting that floral from, for for sure. Maybe, but it's like dark like citrus, like a taste. blood orange. Maybe, I know dark dark citrus isn't like a, a thing really. Ruby or a grapefruit. grapefruit. If it was anything, it might be grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah. 
All right. Okay, so we're locking in old Ottoman as a guest. I don't. I don't think we need to lock in old Ottoman. Uh, green tea. Unless I'm being told I need to lock it. I in. think I'm going to put that on the bag though. Are you? Because that's a selling. I mean, people just like, really? oh, I just yeah. want to try it. You, yeah, yeah, you really. That, 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 you know what? There you go. Tastes like that time I licked grandma's ottoman <laughs> when I was learning to. Okay, to so you want to tell us exactly what descriptors you put on the bag, and then tell us about the coffee. Yeah, yeah. So that's a midnight oil coffee. So descriptions that we things that we've tasted are toasted marshmallow in leather, which is leather. your old ottoman, which is the old ottoman. <laughs> The leather, leather, which is an interesting tasting note. When people see that, they're like, leather? I don't know if I want to drink leather, but you have it, and there's this yes. very strange I, allure to I, it. Now that you see the power of suggestion, but I mean, right. I, I really do. I, I do leather. taste I, and that. Toasted marshmallow, I think, is what I felt somewhat in the dark chocolate yeah. realm. Yeah, there, there's, there is mm -hmm. a sweetness there. It's subtle, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is subtle. Yeah, yeah. But it's that's toasted, awesome. so it's and I think that's the dark part that comes it's like, through. It's toasty, yeah, rich, yeah, it's and dark. Very it's a toasty, dark coffee. Yeah. yeah. Where's coffee from? It's a Sumatran coffee, and there's a little bit of Colombian in there, but it's basically a Sumatran base. So Sumatran coffees have that very, they can be very spicy, very earthy, very you know, just rugged kind of coffees. You know, they they, they have a lot of those tasting notes of just leather, um, tobacco-y, you know, yes. spicy stuff. That's Sumatran coffees for the most part. You know, on spicy. <clears throat> Should have gone spicy. Is that what you taste now? Well, but now the funny thing is when I when I first tasted it, yeah. I instantly went to spices. But when I think of spices, I think uh, the only one that I can ever think of in the moment is cinnamon, and I'm like, it doesn't taste like cinnamon. Mm -hmm. So then I then I bailed on my on my spices. I need to stick with my gut more often. Cinnamon's tough because cinnamon in the coffee world is a roast profile. So you know, people like oh, cinnamon coffee, they think oh, it tastes like cinnamon. It's like no, it's a profile of roast. So it gets very confusing. You don't actually. I don't feel like you see it a lot because I feel like some roasters tend to just stay away from that because it does get confusing so you to people. So they don't cross over. And yeah, and that, it's like well, no, it's not a, a a flavor in there. It's not something that you're tasting. It's just um, a, a temperature that I took it out of the machine at. <laughs> okay, got it. Right yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. I've actually never heard that before. That that is a profile of yeah. roasting is yeah. cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. So in, there's no direct, you know, there's every light, medium, and dark is very ambiguous. You know, right. it's very weird concept to all of us. You know, your light might be my medium X Y Z, and so there's a little bit more standard from what I've read. Right, you've got, of course, we all know Italian roast, espresso roast, not the drink, right, right. and then um, French roast, of course, very popular. Right, we all know those. Those are more proper terms. Then you also have like kind of working backwards. Right now, you got full city, and you've got light city or city roast, and then you, you're going down, and there's a cinnamon roast. So you're getting really light and stuff like that in there. So. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You don't see, I don't think you see a lot because I don't think people want to get confused. It's scale. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Right. We're sitting with roasters right now. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear a lot more about this. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this midnight oil. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is delish. I'm going to yeah. change the bag right now to, to Grandma's Ottoman. Yeah, oh, you really Of course, everybody might awesome. buy one bag and never buy another, but that's fine. It'll be a one off. <laughs> So tell us, how did Ragged start? Because it was in New Hampshire, you said, that you got started with Ragged. How, how did it all come to be? Um, well, so we were a, a little bit of a transition in life. And so we're going to New Hampshire, and we knew we kind of wanted to get into something else. And going there, um, all of New England is, is great. It's beautiful. And I always felt like that's like the hub of the microbrew industry kind of started up there. I feel like people were doing that up there. You know, Cheese, you know, you got Vermont, New Hampshire, people making cheese, maple syrup, of course, right? Things like that, ice cream, okay, Ben and Jerry's, Vermont, right? Yeah. Um, so there's all that going on. I'm like, 
Why is nobody roasting coffee up here? Like that should have came like a hundred years ago. Um, and there are roasters out there and some really good ones, but there's not, there's not enough anywhere and there's hardly any up in New England, I don't, I don't feel like. You know, there are some and there are some great ones and we've gotten to become friends with some of them. Um, but we're like, you know, we'll, we'll, let's, let's, we found a need there. We're like, well, let's fill that need. Like there's a void. You know, let's fill that void and then just get into that. Um, and that allowed us to, we wanted to have coffee and just be able to have that product and then be able to do, get involved with community, right? Get involved in our town and do farmer's markets. And then, cause you know, in New England as well, which was beautiful is farmer's markets were such a big deal. And I think that's awesome. I miss that sort of down here. It's not as much cause the weather up there is gorgeous and can produce a lot of different crops. And during the summertime up there, like that's where people go grocery shopping. You know, we did a farmer's market on a Thursday night and they had, they would run numbers and they would have two to 3000 people there on a Thursday night. Small town. In a small town, you know, up near uh, Dartmouth University. And it was just, it was incredible. Like the vibe, it was just fresh food, all sorts of great stuff. People making music, you know, just great music, great food. You know, we were doing coffee and every, there was something for everybody. It was just like good living, you know? Yeah. Um, so we were kind of happy to step into that role and do that. And just, you know, in the education side of it, it was always, it's still fun to see that aha moment when people drink fresh coffee for the first time. Cause I don't, a lot of people still haven't, you know? And so when we would do farmer's markets and we'd make pour overs and people would sample the coffee, they would drink it and be like, what is this? That's huh? coffee. And I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to taste like that. <laughs> yeah, We've been doing it wrong for a long time, you know? So that's what kind of got us involved. Like got us really well, going. We got there coffee. and we didn't have coffee. We were having friends or p- family. And whenever time they visit, like bring us coffee, bring, bring coffee. us coffee from home because yeah. there wasn't fresh coffee yeah. in our locally or in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And you can get good coffee here in the grocery store. It has a date on the back at least, but there nothing. Went, yeah. So we did. We brought it there in the so basement. So it was a necessity almost because you wanted freshly yeah, roasted coffee. Yeah, it was coffee. selfishly. Right. There was a, that was a selfish <laughs> part. Sure. Yeah. I need coffee. Yeah. Necessity is the mother of invention. That well is done. right. That is right. Yeah. And that's a big leap to take though, to see like there isn't a lot of fresh roasted coffee around us. We love coffee. We're going to do yeah. this. Yeah. And we were up there to help his brother and build this restaurant, which was, this is how small the town was that was the only restaurant in town that we were building. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yep. And so yep. coffee, again, wasn't, there's not many people. Do you even know how many people were in the town we were living in? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, not many. Not many. Everybody Nothing. knew everybody. We didn't have a grocery store. We, did, we had a gas station. We had a gas station where you would go to get grocery like, was about you, know, you want 35. lunch? Oh, let's go to the gas station. That's it. Of course, yeah, until the restaurant opened, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a diner. And, but yeah, it's like, oh, you oh there need- was the diner, but then that was yeah. the pandemic. Right, if you so. needed like a necessity, you're talking about the drive through here, right? Like, if you, right. you needed a necessity, it's like, well, honey, do you want to go to the grocery store? It's like, ah, it's like 35 minutes away. No. I learned to make yeah. my own mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> But, a lot but, of yeah. that, that's a gift. I mean, yeah. fresh made mayonnaise. And then couple that with like a New England winter. You're like, oh, it's eight o'clock at night. You're like, oh, we need milk and butter. And it's like, we're snowed in. I'm not going out right now. It's zero. The wind's whipping and it's back roads. No, I'm not going to the store. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll starve. So, yeah. How is that adjusting? I mean, because Jamie, you're from Tampa, but you're from New England. Yeah. Oh, I'm from New York originally. So, okay. And how, yeah, how the New Englanders you- will probably get mad. Like, oh, you're not a New Englander. Yeah. Because New York is like uh, its, own, its own. Its own animal. That's its own right. world. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did you meet again? Nashville. We were in Nashville. He was my server at the Cheesecake Factory. Yep. Really? Waiting tables. I waited on her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No then way. he came in for a haircut. Got a haircut with me. Well, wait, but that, no, but that's the best part of the story. Although, yes, I was waiting on her, but she didn't give me her number. Hmm. Her grandmother gave me her number. I was at lunch with my grandmother. <laughs> no. How awesome is that? Yeah. That is awesome. So you, so you met in Nashville, but were you in Tampa between 
going up to New Hampshire yep. or when? We came yeah. here. Um, we were in Lutz. We were. We were right right here in okay. Lutz. And we were only here for three years, four years? Four years, yeah. Bought a house. And then we were like, hey, we had two kids here. And then Vera was three months old. And we were like, we're moving to New Hampshire. And everyone was like, what? You have a new baby. Like, what are you doing? And then we just were like, let's do it. But we only we were only in New Hampshire for two years before mm-hmm. we decided, nah. Yeah, and I think the coffee thing did play in it. Like, you know, we thought if, if what we are as Ragged is community outreach and being in touch and being involved, and we want to do as much as we can and wear ourselves out doing because we love it, it, it was harder for us there. Of course, you know, we're, we can even you know, get into the, the lockdown, the pandemic, but that didn't really have a lot to do with it. It was just, we're like, if we want to get the, done the vision that we have done and have in our heads, we need to get back to um, not necessarily a bigger city, which, but just um, a, a region or location we know where we can expand like that, where we have the resources to expand like we want to expand. What resources do you feel like you were lacking in uh, New Hampshire? Um, yeah, was, here? yeah, there was, I mean, just the context. I mean, this, I mean, this is right here. We can start right here. I mean, the, I'm sure there's people doing it, but it was, it's harder to come across those people. And uh, so many people in love that love coffee are totally involved, are ready to just throw all in on like, let's make this thing move forward. Um, but also just, you know, even in Tampa, I always say there's not a lot of coffee shops. There could be a ton more. And in up New Hampshire, there's like none. Right. And there are some, there's always a few here and there, but a spotty, but, and that's the beauty of those small town America is there's not a lot. And that's why people want to live there. And that's what it's all about. And that's why everybody would like to go live there forever. Right. It's quiet. It's peaceful. There's one place of this, there's one place to eat there. And that's great. But, um, we felt like we were just, just the availability of just outreach and programs in uh, like churches and things like that. Churches was big. Getting involved with churches was was huge for us to be able to do, um, you know, like coffee outreach, like right now we're, you know, Jamie's, it's been on her heart a lot to talk about doing, um, which is just to do outreach with like homeless ministry. Right. Um, so that like, it, that's not really available to us up there. Like there wasn't a lot of that going on. Like there, there's homelessness everywhere, but to be able to reach out more to different communities, there's more community here. There's just more people. Like if we want to reach a lot of people, we got to be where there's a lot of people. End of the story. Like, that's just it. Like we got to be where there's a lot of people. And I sort of grew up in the middle of nowhere. So like, that's why I love having Jamie in my life. Cause I, I, if I left my own devices, I would probably be in the jungles or the mountain somewhere and I would be fine <laughs> living in a, living in a shack, but um, beard all the way down to here. Yeah. Yeah. Like beard and hair growing like yours and just be like, fine, you know, <laughs> but you, you gotta have, you gotta have the yin and the yang. You gotta have, you gotta have the push. Um, so it's been good. Yeah. So it's been good. Great being back. I mean, just, just diving right back into it since we've been here. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's cool to hear that the coffee shop came out of like a little bit of necessity, but also your passion. And then the move from New Hampshire to Tampa, mm-hmm. the resource, the answer was people. Yeah. yeah. That you guys wanted to be around people, to impact people. Yeah. That's such a we, neat thing to hear. I don't think we realized that until we got up there. Like we love yeah. the peace and quiet, how much we miss people. We made great yeah. friends and got family up there. But we, we are the type of people, you know, it's taken me 40 years to figure out, like I need a ton of people around. And at the same time, I want to go home and shut off and leave me alone. Right. But, you know, the, you know, nine to five or during the day, it's like, man, I need to have people around. I need to hear the chatter in the background. I need to be able to, like, I wanted to get back into playing music. There wasn't a lot of venues to play music in up there. Sure. And so now we're back. I'm like, okay, the coffee thing's going. Like, I'm going to get back to playing music because I just need, I need that, I need that feet to feed off of people. And, you know, I, I need that personally. Yeah. Right. But I enjoy playing music for people. You know, yeah. we enjoy making sad music. So maybe people can help people. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Well, I, I, now I'm interested knowing that New Hampshire was the way that it was and you guys started roasting up there. We get to see this really cool storefront space, but how, how were you roasting up there? Did you have this roaster somewhere yeah. that, that you were using and how did, how to roast in the winter? I've only even thought of coffee roasting in places that aren't like freezing cold, yeah, like yeah. seven months out of the year. Yeah, yeah, and that does bring a dynamic to roasting too, which, uh, you know, roasting from a... a, a standpoint of actually roasting and when the weather's colder or hotter it's going to roast differently right but um yeah so we this was the roaster that this is the first roaster i bought did a bunch of research and um we the home we had bought in new hampshire was built in 1840 which is really cool and it's old and then when you think about that's pre-civil war then you're like wow that's really old right um it had you know had a cool basement like a really cool vibe all stone it was in great shape and uh, so i put the roaster in the basement and vended it right out the basement window oh that's cool yeah I mean, it's small town america it's great you do anything and you, you came want there it was a cottage industry yeah it was there. cottage industry so it's like yeah go ahead you know there's no problem we had our the roof of or the yeah the ceiling rather the ceiling of the basement was huge trees um Mm -hmm. i don't even they were big yeah yeah, they're huge yeah just old you know it was old home so they had hand-hewn logs right yeah Yeah, that's cool yeah it was really cool but that's where got started in the basement did that for a while and then yeah and then i was looking for we were looking for a space because we were we're in limbo at this point hadn't thought about coming back and it'd been about a year and um, I had found a little space with a friend who um, had a little a bit of a lumber industry, and he brokered lumber. So uh, moved into his shop because he had a big shop where he wasn't using part of the space. So I put the roaster in there. So it was more of an actual commercial setting, like a nice yeah. office like this. Um, but that didn't last very long because it wasn't long after that the pandemic hit, and you know everybody's like, "What are we going to do? And what's the world going to do?" And then we it just got on our hearts more. We're like, "Okay, what are we going to do? Like if." Do we do we just stay and ride this out and then go forward or? Do and we, we were thriving at that point. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic did not hurt us. No, and no. people ended up. That's when we decided to start doing online, and then the online yeah. thing started happening. And we were like, "Wow, we're we're doing something. Like yeah. this is bringing in money, but it's also like people all over the country were starting to buy coffee from us once yeah. we started doing that. Yeah, how, that did you, was, how did you get traction doing that? Just. Roasting Honestly, out, of, out of your basement, and yeah, then to, it's, tu- it's tough. I mean, part of the traction was the um, farmers, the market farmers markets. Okay, really good. brought it. Mm-hmm. It's like anything else. You know, it's like well, I forget from my restaurant industry days or even business days, right? Like, it's like the rule of ten. You know, you want to treat people right anyway, but don't forget if you treat one person wrong, they're going to tell ten people, right? And that's going to that's going to snowball. So it, it works vice versa too. You know, it, the opposite is true, right? If, if you're just a great person, you got a great business. If, these people are going to just you know. Re, you know, just refer you out to tons of people. Yeah, so relationship. The relationship. relationship within people is really yeah. what brought it. And yep. we've lived in a lot of places in the U.S. in our life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Larry went to college out in L.A. and his friends started buying it and telling their friends. That's cool. mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of people out <clears throat> in L.A. and California and all that side. Are, I was like, okay, it's going yeah. that direction. And then up being up there and then all of us from here home started buying what was the first order you got when you were like i don't know this person or (laughs) like how did we get here yeah yeah um i don't remember that but i well the the first one but then i was like somebody from idaho ordered coffee i'm like where's idaho no (laughs) (laughs) but no that it was when you kind of found like jamie somebody from idaho she goes oh is it you know her friend and so i was like oh yeah but then um no, we've had um, I've had we've had some random orders from like California and out in the Midwest, where I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I have no idea who these people are. Like that's awesome. And that's when yeah. you kind of feel like, all right, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Even though it's like one, or then it's two. You're like, 
random people are picking us up somewhere. Like there's, you know, they're finding us online somehow. And like, that's like, wow, that's cool, man. We're touching people. It's probably word of mouth. You know, like two, 3,000 miles away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it could be friends of friends of friends. You know, I mean, the, the world, one good thing about the internet now is the world has become smaller. So... It's easier to get to Kevin Bacon at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 we're all eight ways from Kevin Bacon or whatever it is, five ways or six. I don't know what. We're all there at this point. It's it, getting smaller, yeah, right? We can right. just go to three, can, you know, three, 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 three degrees. Three, yeah, three degrees, yeah. We're, we're there now. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a cool, like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Like, people are digging us. And one thing that's been great, um, you know, like, moving down here, a lot of the uh, New Hampshire, New England folks stuck with us. Like, oh, are you leaving? Oh, too bad. And they signed up for subscription. Like, we've had people who have been subscribing from day one. And so it's great. I mean, like on a weekly basis, you That's know, cool. it's awesome. Yeah. Like just, they love it and it's great. And then, uh, and they love us. I was like, that's really great that they support us and stuff like yeah. that. So it's been, it's been cool. It's been a cool journey. Yeah. It's cool. Cause you feel like you have that relationship and it's personal, even though you kind of don't really know them. You remember them from the farmer's market a little bit, but it's like, Hey, thanks for hanging with us. You know? Yeah. Leaving a lasting impression with them. is good. Where did you get your beans from up in New Hampshire? Uh, I would imagine if if it's a there's not a lot of coffee shops and like where where did you mm-hmm. where did you get your uh, where did you get your bean, yeah. beans from Yeah, um, used my resources here. You know, like so all, all the great roasters here that we all mutually know a lot. You know, talking to those guys, I'm like, hey, who do you guys order through? What do you do? How we do this? And then you know, just you know, you know, like Joel Eastlick was a great. I'd call him, and of course he's importing now with his yellow rooster, and that's yeah. you know it's awesome. And um, you know, right before he was getting into that, he's like, hey, use these guys, this, this, and this. And then it just boiled down to business, right? Logistics. And, but there's some great importing companies. You know, early on, we used Royal Coffee and also Olam, which they've been around for a while and they're importing coffees the right way. But also <clears> we <throat> couldn't order coffee unless we ordered a big amount. Yeah, we had to have so a that lot because we're in the like, middle of nowhere. Oh, right. but no, we couldn't because we were small town. Like, or we were small business. So we right. were like, ordering that much coffee, that's a lot of money. Like, right. uh-oh. Yeah. Do we just do it? I mean, you had to order a lot through a company like this to mm-hmm. get started or they won't. They're not going to give you a half yeah. a bag right right, right. <laughs> right. which there, there are in. places to do that but right it's that's one of those business decisions you got to make it's like well we could order this like half bag and they'll ship it to us but it's like man it's a lot of shipping and we're paying like yeah. twice as much for the beans because they're now divvying their bags up right. um so yeah we used you know like olam and royal and then uh but so they had warehousing which was actually great so um olam has warehousing in new in new jersey so there's a major you know port of New Jersey, of course, right? But they bring a lot, they have a lot of warehousing. So it's cheap actually to get coffee up into New Hampshire because we were a quick drive for a trucker to, to ship up oh, to New Jersey. Okay. So it's cool. And actually coming down here, that that in turn caused a little bit more of an issue because when shipping costs went up, I'm like, well, I can't keep ordering from New Jersey because now I'm really far away. Right. But you know, since there's another great company um, is still using Royal, but they've got a smaller business called Royal New York, and they've got warehousing in Jacksonville, so that's great. But we still, I'm still shopping around a lot of different places. You know, we've got friends, and it just always, it's like, it's just part of the business, like trying to figure out what fits our brand, what can we afford, and we also want to try to keep our price down for, you know, customers, right? So, I mean, we, we could order all sorts of coffee, but people are going to want to buy it, you know? So, yeah. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So, so tell me, I, now that you guys are here, I'm actually curious about, did you find this place because you needed a place to roast just in general? Or did you want to open a storefront from the get-go? Yeah. 
Uh, we weren't 100% sure when we got down. Of course, we moved the pandemic. We're like, you know, and before we moved down, we were looking hard. We're like, oh, we got to find a commercial place to rent. And then everything was closed. And then, they, I mean, all the, the financial side of the pandemic stuff was going on and where people weren't paying, you know, aren't paying rent. And so landlords are like, eh, I'm not going to have you come in here. What, and you're going to move in and not pay rent or X, Y, Z, or a lot of places were too expensive. Um, so we kind of roasted off the grid for a little bit, but we were like, Jamie and I, which is what I love about her, we're very kind of just like go with the flow and we're just going to figure it out. Like just keep the hammer down. Like this is what we want to do. Yeah. And, I, and I really believe in life. If, if you know what you want to do, cause some people are like, well, what's your business plan? And I, and I think if I talk to, um, like a, a business professional, like a, a planner, they'd look at me and they're like, you, you don't, you, what, what's your plan? Or like, what's your, where are your goals at? What's your marketing scheme? Like, where are you going with this? What? And I'd be like, put the hammer down, buddy. I want to do this. It doesn't matter. I don't need to sleep. Like whatever, you know, it's like, it's going to happen. This is what we want to do. And I think that's in some regards, a terrible business idea, but also, <laughs> also when you like, you know, you're just going to grit things out. And like, I've sort of done that my whole life. It's like, I don't know. I didn't know before. I just kind of just give it, just got to go. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Because I don't have the money or financials otherwise. So it's like, we'll just figure it out. We'll do what we can out of our own pocket and just build and build and build and build and just go forward. Like that's so, um, yeah, did we, we didn't plan on having a storefront. No, we just needed a space to roast. And then this place came available and it was like, this is great. It's got a storefront. So we kind of reinvented ourselves a little bit as to um, a place to be able to sell beans and merch. And then also like we give coffee away for free. You know, we get some nice brewed coffee and we can make pour overs, of course. But because we want people, again, we're, it's the education side. And when people can get educated about anything, we're smarter buyers, we're, we're more well-informed. And we could also enjoy something better when we know about it, right? We fear things we don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. You might hate, hate snakes. It's like, well, it's not going to kill you. So it's, why are you scared of it, right? It's like one of those things, like a phobia. You know, it's the same thing with, to me with food or coffee. Even it's like, well, people come in like, oh, I don't need that fancy stuff around this. I'm like, just try it. And then when somebody's like, wow, this actually is really good. I didn't know coffee should taste like something. And I'm like, that's awesome. And it's good for the whole coffee world. It's good for all our friends that roast and have coffee shops like you guys. And it's like the more people know and understand that a good cup of coffee or a good steak or a good salad or fresh food is good for you. It's like, and tasty. And it's going to take you places, make you feel better. It's like, okay, we're on to something, you know? Yeah, I love that about, because, because you're out of the storefront and but, but you guys aren't a coffee shop necessarily where you're, where you're making drinks to order. I love that you're like, well, just, we just have it here for free. Yeah. Just give, give it a try. Yeah, and we don't, because in my people are like, wait, you're just giving coffee away for free? And it's like, well, yeah, I, I, it's more important for me to, like I said, to people taste the coffee and ask questions. Because, and it's try, and I'm just trying to be a little different because I don't know, we don't know if we really want to own a coffee shop. You know, we always say no, but never say never. But, it most we've never been someplace where like we're taking the brewery mentality or the winery. Like we like when you go on vacation, it's fun to go to a winery and sit down at their little bar and do like uh, you know just go take a flight of wines and listen to the the owner talk about their wines. Yeah. And, like to me, I have no palate for wines, but I have more fun listening and seeing the excitement and passion in the owner's face and talk about his grapes and talk about his wines. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I taste that. Give me some more. Like, you know, it's like, cool, let me try. But the, the story is, I mean, to me, it goes right back to music. Like the story that goes behind everything that that guy did and or girl did to just make that bottle of wine is like, that thrills me, you know? In the end product, of course, as long, if it's good, it's good. You know, it's really, even, it's even better. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bonus. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what we're kind of trying to do here is just kind of just change things a little bit and get people to come in and educate, like, ask questions and you know, there's a lot that I don't know. There's a ton that I don't know. So if I don't know, it's good to have people ask because 
then I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'll look that up or I'll try to figure it out or I'll make some phone calls or, you know, you don't really, you don't really know something until you're able to teach it to somebody, right? So um, this has been great to just have people come in and ask a lot of questions. And it's, it's just fun. And again, it boils right back down to we love people. So it's just fun to come talk to people. And people are coming to us now and talking. So it's cool. You know, like, that's great. It's very selfish. Yeah. I, I love that you said you have a heart to educate people because there, there, it, there are some like myths or things people have begun to believe about coffee. Yeah. Or like you said, being scared of snakes, but it's just because you don't know too much about snakes. Um, in this sense, it's coffee, but you have the perspective of a roaster. So there are things I'm sure that you've learned. What, what's like the, the greatest lesson that you've learned roasting coffee that translates now to the way that you communicate coffee to people who are trying your coffee as a roaster, like getting to talk to them? What's the most valuable thing you've learned? Um, from a roasting perspective, you know, is if, and when we do cuppings, like we'll do cuppings here, and sometimes, and I don't do this often, I'll roast coffee wrong on purpose, right? Because you, you need a baseline, right? And if we're always just drinking good coffee, it's great. It's great, great, great. But I was like, but you kind of got to know what bad coffee tastes like, you know? And I was like, and I'm not talking just like stale or whatever. I'm like talking like it got roasted wrong, you know? When you're drinking your coffee, like, wow, my coffee tastes like straw or grass or cardboard or whatever. I was like, it's, it's good to have that knowledge. Um, but from a roasting perspective that I could, you know, portray to people, I, I think it's that. It's just, we could say it's good, and I could tell you it's good all day long, you know, but do we know what bad is, mm. right? Do you start them off with the, with the bad, or do you finish with the bad? You no, we'll just kind of know, we'll just throw it right in the mix and be like, hey, let me know what's this or what's that, and we, you know, play, we have fun and we play games, and, and I always tell people this, and I won't say who, but I always, I always get a major coffee producer that you buy off the grocery store shelf. And I always throw it on. And I don't throw it on from perspective of I'm picking on that brand. I never tell people the brand that's not my game. I ain't into that. Um, what I want to prove to people is what we were talking about earlier with light, medium, and dark coffee. Because that's like one of the toughest things to convey to people. Maybe that's a good one sure. too. Is everybody's like, I want something that's really dark. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. No, you don't. Because it's disgusting and it's burnt. It's like getting a, getting a ribeye and burning it. You don't want burnt. And it's like, yes, I do. I'm like, no, you don't. So I usually, like, I'll buy a major brand and I'll put it on the table and I always buy the major brand's lightest roasts, right? So just on, you go to the store and it's got, they got the little tab all the way down right. to the left. And I'll put it on the table. And one of my first questions after we cup with, with some guests, I'll be like, well, I'll ask, what do you think is the darkest coffee on the table? And every time, without a doubt, people are like, that one right there, everybody, that one. And I was like, I'm not telling you who it is, but that's their light roasted coffee. Just so you know, you think that's dark right now, and that's the lightest coffee you've ever bought at the grocery store. Wow. So I was like, so when you drink and, you know, that's like, fun. It is fun. And it's kind of a mind blower. You're kind of like, wow, okay. I was like, it's just for whatever reason. People are like, why? I'm like, I don't know. You ask them. I'm just, just proving that from my point of view, I don't roast coffee light, medium, and dark. I don't roast my Ethiopian coffee light, medium, dark. I roast it to what I feel is perfect. And what we feel is perfect. And then we go, we, we kind of go from there, you know? That was a real hard mental shift for me personally. I, I remember that I always think like, well, I want something strong because yeah. I want a lot of flavor. Yeah. And so mm. strength always equated to how dark is the bean. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was a hard mental shift yeah. for me because I would, get, I would get into a, a, clearly a very uneducated debate with people and they'd be like, no, you really, to say that you're like, they're, yeah. they're trying to tell me gently, no, I don't think you really do know. And everybody yeah. means something different when they're saying strength. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, some people are talking about roast profile. Some people are talking about caffeine content. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are yeah. talking about, you know, what I, 
if it tastes like dark chocolate versus does it taste like a fruit? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. And you, and you know, I mean, you probably get that a lot as people like, I don't want wheat coffee. It's like, well, we don't serve wheat coffee. I don't even have right. any, but do you mean light? <laughs> right. right. And, and that's the fun part of the education process is just trying to figure out where yeah. people are coming from. And, I, and like that to me is fun. It's like trying to get into people's psyche. Like, okay, what do you mean? Okay, let's try and figure it out. And Cause it's about people pleasing. It's like, man, I just want you to be happy with your cup of coffee. And that's why we do this. Like where people can just grab whatever they want. I'm like, I want you, and I want no buyer's remorse in here. Yeah. Try it out. If you see something that's not ready, I'll make you a cup. And I want you to be able to be like, okay, this is what I like. I'm taking it home. Cause I want you to be able to wake up in the morning or whenever you drink your coffee, sit down and go, Oh, that's what I wanted. You know, that's the goal. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be yeah. super rewarding to get somebody off the street coming in with a certain expectation and then being able to to help shift the perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's it's really it is really rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Something we haven't talked about yet that I can't remember if we've talked about already personally outside of the episode yeah. is um, ragged. Where is ragged from? Ragged coffee. Well, we are ragged because we have children. And so it started off kind of like, actually the name game was so hard. Mm -hmm. Trying to find a name, wow, was that hard. Oh yeah. Everything, we had, I wish we, I know we wrote them down somewhere. We should oh, yeah. go back and we read some, what we thought we got some things good were going to be. <laughs> got, some, got some beauties, some I'm gems. sure, yeah. But in the end, it was, it was really odd because we lived in New Hampshire and Andover on the backside of Ragged Mountain. And so Ragged, a lot up there, people connected us to Ragged Mountain, mm -hmm. which was a ski resort on the other side of the mountain. Okay. And on our side, it was just a mountain. But that's, yeah. I think that we said Ragged and we were like, oh, that's awesome. And then we were like, oh no, Ragged Mountain. I was like, oh, do we want to do that? Yeah. And we're like, Ragged is a that's good. Yeah, yeah. We Perfect loved. descriptive name we felt like of just why you need coffee, right? You're just run ragged, like. So yeah, and that's that was really it. And you know, and a lot goes. I mean, when you you start a business, like a lot goes into like your brand, of course. And you, you really need to think that out, and you really need to think your name out and what your brand may look like. Um, but yeah, no ragged, and we're like. And Jamie's a great, she's a fantastic artist. She does all her social media stuff, and she's got that eye for it. I'm terrible at it. I'm the grunt worker. But, you know, so she started sketching immediately, like got notebooks with really cool stuff. That, that, that would be cool stuff like down the road where there'd be like the early, you know, images and the names of, but also the um, logos that she started drawing because she just started ripping pages out of them. It was so cool. Just fun to have because we're like, this would be cool patch or this would be that. But Ragged worked well when she was drawing from an artistic point of view of just from a brand point of like, we could do a lot with the word. You Rough, know? So dirty. of course, like we love the word, but what we could do with the word as well from imagery point of view was also like, I feel like something you need to look at when you're coming up with your brand, right? This day and age, you got to figure out how, how's it going to look on a t-shirt? How's it going to look on a hat? How's it going to look on your website? You know, is it going to look cool? People are going to remember it. Cause you got to be cool, you know? <laughs> no. But um, no, but that's where it really Larry is. Larry always just, says that. That's something funny cool. about Larry. Larry gotta, is I'm not, not cool. cool. I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> he really isn't, that, but he just like falls into these roles. That is the honest love roles. of a spouse right oh, there. Oh, he's so I'm not. not. He's so <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't care. I'm not like, people like, oh, you don't follow. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And I don't care. It, one of the things you know I'm like the old man not, now. I'm like, I don't know. He had the flip phone up until like uh, oh, yeah. two years ago. Like literally flip. Like, phew. 
And we yeah. went into the Apple store to get him a new phone. I'm like, you got to, because we yeah, started it probably, the business. It was four years ago. Give, give me okay, a break. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. He, we went into the Apple store. I'm like, you need, because he's like, maybe I'll just get a Blackberry. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, who does that? I didn't know like, that they did. Was that your I didn't know they really like make, didn't make them anymore. People didn't use like, they're not even around because anymore. The Blackberry was the upgrade, yeah. right? <laughs> I was like, they don't make those anymore? What? What do you mean? I can't just go get one. He didn't want to be... He uh, he's the type of person he he wants to still be living in the mountains and like yeah. nothing. He doesn't like all of the mess coming in on him. I don't him. like stuff. And so I'm like Larry, but we started a business. Like you need to be up on like getting your emails and getting these people now subscriptions. Da da da. And so we went to the Apple Store and the guy's like, "Huh, you think you're a cool guy, huh?" And I was like, "Oh my!" Because he had the flip phone. He's like, yeah. "It was retro cool. at that point, yeah, right?" Yeah. That's what I was about to say. What is cool anyway? It's like strength yeah, exactly. and coffee. Seriously. The guy he, cool I, he to somebody is you got a flip. Phone, and it right? was funny. Like I laughed hysterically because he he looked at me and he. I, he thought I was carrying that phone because I was, he's cool like, factor. yeah, he called me a hipster. He's like, oh, it's so hipster of you. I'm like, oh, what? Which is funny because like, it's the farthest I was like, from. I was like, no, no, this is $20 a month. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm good. I got great service. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that it's almost like vinyl coming back and people buying records and listening to records. Yeah. It's cool now to buy phones that take you out of the age of technology. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, this guy thinks he's cooler than all the rest of us because he doesn't have an iPhone. Yeah, Jamie still yells at me every day because I still don't um, Instagram. Like, I have nothing to do with it. And uh, she yells at me, eh, usually at least every day. Uh, like, you got to get it on your phone. People are trying to talk to us. I'm like, I'll just get it on the computer later. Like, I'm like, I'll answer the answering machine later. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> answer machine. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just, whatever, hey. That's just a retro DM But right I, to me, yeah, in a, you know, I could, be, I could be open about it. Like, to me, it's part of what we're trying to do with Ragged anyway. It's like, I? If, if I could slam the brakes on with people just a little bit, if I could, you know, it's part of what we want to do too is Ragged, is like get people to slow down. Right, make a pour over, make a nice cup of coffee. So what? It takes two minutes and not twenty seconds. It's going to be awesome, and you need to just slow down. Come back to conversation. You, you know, it's like sit, stop. You know, like just put your phone down, make a cup of coffee, daydream about it while you're waking up, and then just slow down. So to me, that's how it is too. It's like you got to get back to people right away on your phone. I'm like, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I don't. And we need to stop thinking that we do. Yeah. We need to like. Think about our business, think about each other, think about our family, think about our customers, and then we'll get back to them. Like, they don't need that answer right now. Maybe they do. I mean, we do get back to people quick. We do. <laughs> you do. It's like, it's like a double-edged sword. You guys know. Sure. Yeah. It, but it's like, because, you know, we were trying to connect for days, and it's yeah. like, he, you know, and just, I was like, I'll get a hold of you this afternoon. When's a good time? All right, cool. And then I'm like, dude, it's no problem. Okay. But I know, because I know, because people get uptight about it. Like, oh, so we're yeah, here for me. Where you at? I'm like, bro, we're busy. You're busy. You're planning a wedding. You got business you're trying to run. You're trying to run this. You know what I mean? It's like, we all got a lot going on. It's going to be okay. Tomorrow's going to be here. We're but gonna, the best we're be part fine. about yeah. just having that and that cup of coffee and sitting down and having that conversation, going back to what that all is, I think that's the best part about dinner time. Like, we love sitting down to dinner and then not getting up right after. I love coming together with people. And then when someone jumps up to get the dishes, I'm like, no, 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 no. Sit. That's yeah. the best part of the, those right. conversations yeah. and how they lead, which is like, that's what coffee is for us. It's like, let's sit. Sip it, sip it, sip it. But then let's talk. Well, let's talk about the future. Yeah, the future, right. I mean, it's... 
we, we don't know what it holds. You know, that's the beauty of, of life is just one day at a time, you know, and just, you know, keep everybody close and just keep working ahead and forward. But, you know, we always ask, people always ask, like, when are you going to hire some people? You should hire some people. How big do you want to get? And I, and I can say with a lot of certainty, we, because you're like, yeah, if you got a chance to be huge, you would be. I'm like, no, that's not me. I don't know. I, I can't. I'd have a hard time with that because I want to. We want to stay so small and community oriented and focused. It's like once if we got in too many places and I didn't get a chance to go talk to people or get out and go meet the people that carry our coffee and hang out with them for a while. I don't know if I would enjoy it because I'm now taking away from the business what I love about it. Now I'm just the numbers guy. I'm just sitting there crunching numbers and right. roasting, crunch numbers, sell it. Most of the business for me is getting to sit down and hang out with people and talk and so and to me if it got too you know if it got really huge which I guess would be a great problem to have but um, I would just start I would I know I would start to miss that I would just be like you know I'd feel like I'd shortchange everybody yeah how it will turn I have no idea nope I but we no got idea. something sitting here yeah we're excited so about, tell us this. about this yeah there are so we got some uh, you know, black labeled cans now. Um, Something new from uh, some friends of ours up in Massachusetts, Watertown, Mass, just outside of Boston, a company I found called Elemental Beverage. Um, they've got a new proprietary way to brew and can coffee. Um, and it's their, their, the method is called Spark Chilled, a trade name. So, right? Get that audio there in you there. Go. Oh, well done. So we've got two of our blends. Okay. One blend, one the single popular origin. popular blends, Yep. Too. So the early riser is a darker blend that we do that people love. And it's our biggest seller. And then, so that would be maybe what, I, when people say, I want a dark roast, I steer them right there. Got some good chocolate, uh, dark chocolatey cocoa pecan notes okay. to it. And then we've also got the single origin Colombian coffee. Maybe what people would call a medium roast. I, I'll call it more of a full city roast. Um, so it's on its way just a little bit past maybe what medium might be mm -hmm. to people. So more of a chocolatey, just easy drinking. This is the Colombian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right I, I actually haven't had the Colombian yet. I had a, a can of early riser on the way to the. So these are yesterday. not, these are our samples. Um, we got these in. Yep. Grab some cups. Yeah. 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 So these are some samples. What we do is we're, we're, we're sending our coffee. I'm doing all the roasting and it's a collaboration, right? So I'm sending out cause they've got the equipment to do all this. So I'm roasting all the coffee. And then uh, we're sending it up to them in Watertown, Mass, and they're, um, they're brewing it. They cup it. Okay. They make sure the roast profile is good. <clears throat> and then they're brewing it and they're canning it. it, it all, it's all an instant process because um, of what they've made. And then they sent, this is the first batch of samples they sent down of, they're like, hey, we want to know if we nailed it. And I'm like, because it's supposed to taste, and what the, how they're making it is exactly how it's brewed hot, it's going to taste ice cold, which is really hard to do with coffee. So okay. it's not a cold brew. It's not cold brew coffee. At all. It's, it's cold coffee. It's cold coffee. It's hot brewed. So, and that's, you know, part of the science and geek out about coffee. Yeah. You need that temperature to extract some of those great flavors out of your coffee, right? And when you cold brew coffee, you end up missing a lot of that. <clears throat> so these guys, it's just different. there are a couple MIT grads and like, why can't we get our cold coffee to taste like it does when it's hot? You know, like we can't like cold brew, it's just missing all this. So they can't, they built, they engineered a piece of machinery that where they can just literally, as it was explained to me, they're like, we can't tell you certain things, but we're just, <laughs> we're, we're brewing the coffee, hot water's going in like you're making a cup of coffee, but out the other end is coming 36 degree coffee, right into the can and sealed up and done. And How did you get connected huh. with that? I, I, you think you can find everything on the internet? I had to go to the dark web. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't go. Oh, it's like got, it's got serious yeah, no, he's no, had a flip phone for the last few no. years, but he's operating on the dark web yeah, pretty no. regularly. Right, right. <laughs> it's all part you, of so the So you know, you know, I'm kidding. 
Um, no, I actually had to do some serious digging because I really wanted to have, we really wanted to have canned coffee because it's Florida, it's hot, you know, it's summertime. You need yeah. something at the beach and you're sitting there like you're not getting a cup of coffee. And, you know, even if you wanted a hot cup of coffee, you're not getting it at the beach. So I'm like, man, we just need canned coffee. Like, and I know some roasters are kind of not like anti that, like, eh, that's not what we do. But I was like, you know, that it is part of our brand. We're like, as much as we want to have a great product, we also want to um, give people what they need. You know, we feel like, you know, in this world of convenience and we're lazy and we need something quick, but also it's hot, right? We want something cold. And so uh, I dug and dug, trying, I talked to a lot of um, brewers in the area, like beer brewers, and talked to them about ideas. I'm like, how do you can? Like, I know the canning process. I've seen it a million times. I was like, it's expensive equipment because I'm like, I'm not setting it up in here. It's a whole bunch of regulations when it comes to requirements from the Food and Drug Administration, Health Department, things like that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't got the capital to tackle that hurdle. Um, so then I was like, well, I'll collaborate with somebody. So I started talking to brewers and a lot of brewers were like, mm -mm, not going near coffee. There's too many issues with, you know, botulism, listeria. You know, you're talking foodborne illnesses, right, at this point. So, which I totally understood. I understood and then I understood it even more when I talked to some of these guys. They're like, we won't even can soda or tea. If it doesn't have alcohol in it, we're not canning it because, oh, because the alcohol yeah. alleviates some of those issues. Yeah. Um, so I just started digging because I'm like, we need to have this. And I dug and dug on the internet because it didn't just pop right up. And so when I found these guys, I saw a couple of collaborations they did around the country and I called the company. I found a phone number. And the guy actually, when I called, he's like, how did you find us? Because they weren't doing, I, I think they know what they got and they weren't doing any advertising because they're still trying to really hammer things home okay. and they know that it, they're going to get out of control. I really believe that too for them. Um, like busy. So <clears throat> I talked to them and so we hit it right off and I talked to one of the guys that's now doing sales for them and we, we kind of hit it off and we, that's how the, wall, the wheel got rolling. And... Um, and I sent beans up, you know, 30 pounds, and they sent, you know, they did some sampling, they did a whole heap of sampling, sent that back. And so here's where we're at today. This is the first, they came in the other day. So I, I had my first can this is yesterday. Exciting. It's cool. It is exciting. And it's, and it's, it is, it's neat. I'm and so glad we get to share so it. So what, what cool. is good about the way they're doing it, you know, from a, a business side is it's, it's fresh brewed, so they're going to nail the consistency every time. Right. Whereas like when you cold brew, if you guys have made cold brew, right, it's hard to be consistent because if you left it in there for 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, or you this or that, yeah. I mean, forget if your roast was off. Now you're the steeping, everything's yeah. changing and you're, you know, it could get more like a more bitter cup of coffee this way. So this way they're just, they're making hot coffee every time and it's coming out canned, done, yeah. you know, and it's quick. And the other good thing is it doesn't have to be refrigerated. Um, so from a shipping perspective, I don't have to pay for refrigerated trucking. Right. Oh, wow. So that's, that's big and cost savings. And we don't savings. have to have And I don't have to have, like, I could order a ton of coffee and fill this place up. And, you know, the health department or the FDA is not come bang on my door and go, you got to put that in cold storage. Got you it. Know? Like, oh, awesome. I don't have to do that, you know. But they do recommend it because it'll just maintain the flavor longer. But okay. anyway, it, it has a shelf life right now of 10 months, and, wow. which is really long for canned coffee. Yeah. Can, most canned coffees don't quote me. I don't really know because I don't drink a lot of canned coffee, actually. But usually, I think, three or four months refrigerated. And these guys are 10 months shelf life, no refrigeration. And that's only because, and they say they expect that number to get bigger because that's only as long as they've had for the most part. And that the FDA said, we'll probably give you longer at this point, but right now that's what we're giving you. So it's like, that's awesome. Man, cool. This is incredible. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see one day walking in and just like opening up a fridge and grabbing right. ragged. Have you, have, are you so excited about a design <clears throat> for a can? 
Well, of course. Yeah. And that right. was the next thing. Yeah. They, they do that for us. So okay. instead of me, especially like the ingredients side. Yeah. And oh, yeah. The, the labeling, the legal stuff. Yeah, it's copyright have, stuff. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that part. I'm just the art part. Right. So I took all of our <laughs> art, all of stuff that we have, that we have this folder of. And I said, okay, this is kind of what we like. I, I drew, I did it out on our own first. Yeah. On a can, on a fake can on whatever, iPad or something. And then I started doing it and then we did like 15 of them ish and I like switched it this way, that way and then sent it to them and then they sent us back the first one and I was like, oh no. Everything, I'm like, how can we do this? I'm like, I don't want them to do our label. I was actually really nervous. I'm like, that's not even on brand at all. And then I was like, okay, we printed it out and I, we had like 20 yeah. different X's <clears throat> turning around take this, change that wording, use the, our font here instead of there, don't use our font there. And then all of a sudden, only one time it came back and we were like, oh my gosh, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's exactly yeah. what just part we of the, It's part of the process. You yeah, know? that's amazing. Yeah, which is just, again, something new for us. So it's like, oh, this is, I mean, it's everything else like, oh, this is gonna be so hard to get this figured out. But then it wasn't, you know, it's just part of the process and then just what it is, you know? But we're grateful that they had that ability to do the labeling because that's something, again, from a business perspective, we're like- Something new, we don't what know. What do we know about labeling? Like the legalities of labeling anything, right? Barcodes or UPCs, um, right? All the technical information about nutrition labels and like- That's uh, the next thing. Right? right, what? I wouldn't even know. That's where you just go back to your business model. <clears throat> we don't care what it takes. <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna do well, it. You know, and I've I always been. A, yeah, that. we're just gonna do it. We're, we're gonna do it. We don't care. I don't care. Right? You're yeah. just gonna. I mean, it's like you know people. Like you're right, and we all know people, and that's the beauty of relationships. Like, just start asking, right? He's going back. Yeah, that a boy. It does. What's fascinating about this? You know, you said something that I'm into. It stuck in my head, which is, you know, we're in Florida, and people often look for. Where up north, you're looking for a lot of hot drinks to yeah. stay warm in the winter. But in Florida, it's like, well, you know, we have a hot beverage, but how can we flip it to the cool side of yeah. things? Yeah. So cool. And honestly, I think of that when, when you're cold and you like keep coming back like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting cold again. And you get that, that sip of warm coffee and you, you warm up in general. I literally, while I was sitting here, I'm sitting here going, I want to go back because I, I liked how cool my mouth felt yeah. while I was drinking it. And then you just kind of like mm. keep coming back to it. So it, it really is working yeah. like you're like you're thinking with the florida climate and it matches yeah. the brand climate. like the coolest people yeah. ever yeah. make yeah. some cool, cool coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no no. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it, and it's it's fun. I'm very happy with like this first round. I was like, yeah, wow, I was I was impressed of how yeah. dead on they got because someone else is yeah. now roasting mm. your coffee, which is scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, did, not did roasting, just, not roasting, brewing the coffee. Brewing. Did you do some edu education on that side of things with them, or had they? Well, already no, I had, a lot, I had faith in it because I know they had done a bunch of collaborations, and I saw the companies they had worked with around okay. the U.S. And I was like, okay, these come. I've not drank coffee from them. Like they've got obviously they're yeah. they're good. Um, but you know, I, I took the from my point of view, I took the hard work out of it. I roasted it, roasted it perfect. All right, um, <laughs> so. And then I was like, because he, he, when he said, we're going to cup it, we cup it a bunch of times. Because I sent him a lot of coffee to get back what he gave me back. He goes, just send me a lot of coffee. We're going to cup it a bunch. And we're going we're gonna to cup it a bunch of different ways. And we're going to do what we think is going to nail it. And so I was like, cool. Because if, if, if I've got it roasted like this, there's no way if they're cupping it, they're going to brew it wrong. Right? Because it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. Because mm. I roasted it. Right? So they cupped it. And then I was like, as long as he said like it is, their machinery is going to just fire this stuff right out like it is hot. 
it's gonna taste, and it did. And I was like, yesterday morning when I came to work, I drank the whole can pretty quick, and I was like, man, this is, I, this is a little PSA for this, the early riser. I was like, I got done drinking it, and I was like, man, I feel like I just got done eating a dark chocolate candy bar, and I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is awesome. And I didn't have one gram of sugar, you know? There's nothing in it, it's just the coffee. And that's what's awesome. Yeah. Before we started, before we started uh, recording today, you were talking to me about um, like weightlifting and um, I guess just exercise in general and <clears throat> and caffeine. Mm-hmm. For the sake of everybody else listening, descri- describe the application for this. Uh, for that. I mean, you were talking oh, yeah, yeah. about how... Yeah, just, you know, I, I was a little bit of a gym rat when I played lacrosse and couch. I was like, I was in the gym. I didn't like going to the classroom, but I loved going to the gym, kind of. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. No, no, no. He never actually graduated college, but went to college for five years. I quit twice. Who's quit college twice? He went to play lacrosse. <laughs> he did not graduate with... Yeah. Much of as an, only an associate. The cr- is hardcore. Don't tell the business coach that because he'd probably be like, "That's why you don't have a business plan, son." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get to that part. Yeah, <laughs> get, to the, get to that class. Um, yeah, yeah. So the caffeine. You know, I've got a lot of friends that are just gym rats, stuff like that. But you know, you, you along the lines of energy drinks. You know, uh, and I'm not in energy drinks. I've had a few, and I'm like, yeah, they're great, but I just don't. I don't have a need for them. But also, just I'm always. Me personally, from a um, nutrition point of view, I'm, I'm always sketchy when there's like just a bunch of stuff on a label I can't read. I'm like. I'm not a professional athlete. I don't need this stuff. Like, what, where am I going, right? Yeah, I'm going to go here. I got to wrestle my five-year-old. I could beat him, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, no. So friends who like lift or go to the gym and actually had a couple friends who came this morning. They were going to that gym I was speaking with you guys about. And I said, hey, bring them some cold coffee, this canned coffee, because I know like the gym rats and like the bodybuilders, those guys love, like they need that caffeine and they need, they need clean energy, right? I know a lot of guys who are lifting like want clean energy because a lot of those guys in some of these drinks will steer away from some of those chemicals in those drinks too. So I'm like, this is straight coffee, like straight coffee, you're gonna get nothing but your caffeine in it and it's gonna be awesome because you know, those guys love that caffeine and that quick jolt. Um, and it's even better that we're canning it and there's nothing in the can but coffee. There's no cream, there's no sugar, there's none of the stuff that would bother those guys that they, they're staying away from anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just the caffeine, these guys that are like bodybuilding, right? Like to have that caffeine jolt when they go on stage and just get wound up and just, you know, when they're flexing and blowing veins out of their arms and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyway, I mean, I, I think that's a good viable, I mean, as far as, you know, something great to do with our coffee is just some of these gyms, like, then again, we're back to coffee's good for you. It is, you know, and, and that's fun to read. I love yeah. reading. It's like fun to read about another study. It's like one of the most studied things in the world, like foods, right? It's like, oh, coffee. even the American Heart Association recently, I've read, you know, they're on board now. They're like four to six cups a day. It's great for you, actually. We take back what we used to say. And I'm like, that's cool because, you know, in five years, you're going to rescind that too, but that's fine. <laughs> um, we'll ride it for now. Yeah, we'll, it, yeah. We'll, we'll ride high. And I, I posted an article on our social media the other day. Yeah, I did. It was Ooh, on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. He posted. I was only on Facebook, though. It was on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I, it was somewhere. They did a study. They said, you know, if you drink at least one cup of coffee a day, you're like 10% less likely to get COVID. I'm like, how did you come up with that? I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So I was like, good. That's another amazing. reason to drink coffee. Right? <laughs> Statistics. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm a number. Did you get to that course? Hmm? Uh, yeah, I actually love that one. I was See, numbers, I like me. Yeah, it, was, it was the literature and the history. and uh, yeah, I love that stuff. But when in college, I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Obviously well, you. you guys are doing a great job. This is amazing. And uh, I hope that it goes from experimental to on the shelf because yeah. um, honestly, this is, this is very neat. And before we go, I, I'm, I'm just curious for people who started 
this coffee roastery that now is a storefront and have relocated a couple of times for the person who's out there who's like a dreamer, mm-hmm. who loves coffee but doesn't know what to do. Um, how can they apply your business model to their to their like? What would your encouragement be mm-hmm. to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put the pedal to the floor. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it's, you got a good answer. I mean, I, I've got, <clears throat> ask questions. And, don't, and what's great about the coffee community, right? And we haven't really, we haven't really spoke about that. Um, like I've referenced a bunch of times, like friends we've talked to, you know, we've got mutual friends. We've all got mutual friends in the coffee world. And the coffee community is close knit. It's tight. And I don't, I don't really feel like, and I never have, even in New Hampshire, nobody's in competition with each other. We're all trying to help each other, yeah. which is why I even keep referencing, like, why we do these things. The education is better because it not only sells coffee in here, it sells coffee at all of our friends around town. You know, people are going to come to your shop and be a better educated or more well-educated um, buyer and consumer. So they're like, oh, I like Ethiopian coffees. Yeah, I'm going that route. Or, oh, I really like Sumatrans. I like Grandma's Ottoman. I love that, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think if for people just starting up, it's like, well, it's like anything in life. Like, don't be afraid. Do you do a little bit of research? I mean, just, just start Googling, man. Get your man. feet wet. Get your feet wet. Yeah. Come in and ask questions, you know, yeah. come in like the whole coffee in general is about community anyway. So co- just ask like anybody, I guarantee you will help guarantee. Yeah. Not even in the coffee world, but just in general, I think just go back to what you love, do what you love continually trying to find new ways to do it and don't don't be scared i think fear is always something that's that people say to us like how how did you guys you guys moved and you just started a new business and did this and then you decided to do this and i'm like we don't we know we can survive it's not that we we will always have food on the table we will always have a roof over our head because if this didn't work out I'll go be a barista then, or I'll go back to what I used to do. Or so I think with that, just keep keep going. If you have something in mind, go for it and start off little and start mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Start talking about it because relationships mean so much. And when people start talking, that person hears it and then they want to help you because they love it too. Mm-hmm. And just relationships. It comes back to just communicating and having those relationships and use those people in the best way, because people who love you are going to encourage you and going to help you. Yeah. That's what we're here for, all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. yeah. And put the hammer down. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Stomp on the gas pedal. Don't listen, go to, your, for don't it. listen to your college professor. Relation- just go for it. Relationships and put the hammer down. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for people who are watching or listening right now and are like, we need to know Larry and Jamie or we want to be connected to Ragged Coffee, like how can they get connected to you? Yeah. Yeah. I can, of course, always come in the store uh, here in Lutz, 17420, Route 41 in Lutz, Suite 108. Um, <laughs> or you can, you know, of course, find us online, right? Raggedcoffee.com. Um, find us on Facebook. At uh, Ragged Coffee. Yep, yeah, at Ragged Coffee. On Instagram. At Ragged Coffee. There's those handles. That's pretty impressive. It is. Uh, As a show that tried very diligently to find uh, profile names that would work. Yeah, I'm very impressed handles. that Ragged Coffee was not was taken. available. Yeah, right. yeah, it, it is amazing. That's right. part, part of the way you know you found a winner. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, there it is. There it is. Everything That's was it. available. That's yeah. us. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's and awesome. look for us uh, around town. We still do, you know, we try to do a lot of outreach stuff um, at churches and things like that and just programs of people. In cafes and at Revelations yep. Cafe, Revelation we Cafe. serve and use our coffee. That's cool. Um, 
for everything that they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. We'll show Ragged some love. Thank That's you right. so much for watching our show today. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank this coffee you. is amazing. I'm um, looking forward to seeing this on the shelf. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I want to be right. a first customer. Yes. Perfect. All right. Thank you guys. Catch you on the flippity sip. Ground to Earth is produced by David Furry, Josiah Kent, and Roy Seringo. Editing by Roy Seringo and David Gardner. Video by Brett McCarty and David Gardner. Music is by David Furry, Riley Thornton, and Josiah Kent. Thanks for getting Ground to Earth with your hosts, Josiah Kent and myself, David Furry. See you next time. <laughs>